Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hey there, Jay Eaker here at the Bio Soul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado. And uh, today, I want to kind of talk about a certain phenomenon that maybe shows up in the sort of like manifesting law of attraction world, um, where this idea that the relationship with different parts of ourselves internally is reflected in our external world. And I want to share an example of a client of mine, how that showed up in her life in a kind of magical way. And how, and some examples of, an example of how it maybe showed up in my life. I want to give you also a sort of PDF of, that I've created that details this certain part of the journey. And that's going to be in the description, uh, below. But, uh, before we get started, if you could subscribe to my channel, if you could like this, share it with, on, uh, social media, uh, let YouTube know in that way that it's, uh, useful information. That would be, uh, really great. So, a, um, important part of this sort of that I want to talk about, it, an important concept is that there are seasons to the healing journey. There are certain, just like there are seasons, you know, here in Colorado, there's spring, there's summer, there's fall or autumn, and then there's winter. And like my, my wife is a gardener, you know, she gardens. So there are certain things that you do in certain seasons. And if you're trying to do the wrong thing, in the wrong season, you're screwed, right? Like it's winter right now. If you're trying to plant seeds, it's not going to work. Uh, you plant seeds in spring and you harvest things in fall. Um, summer is a time for growth. Uh, winter's a time that things lay fallow, you know, so, and kind of like rest and recharge. So if you're trying to do things out of season, it doesn't work. And it's the same way with the healing journey. Uh, if you're trying to be active and make new things happen in your life when you're supposed to be resting, it's not gonna, it's not really gonna be fruitful. Uh, if, you're, likewise, if you're resting and chilling out when you should be taking action and making things happen, uh, it's just a, 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 a recipe for suffering. It's a recipe for, uh, hardship in, in your life in all levels. And so there's this idea where there are these sort of seasons in the healing journey. There's a map, uh, and certain, uh, benchmarks along the path that are sort of common to everyone's experience. And the, the certain, uh, part of that, um, uh, certain, there, each of those seasons could be sort of broken up into different stages of the healing journey and more specifically, and that, uh, the, this guy who created network care, which is the foundation for network chiropractic, which is the foundation for bio soul integration, the work that I have created, the work that I do. Uh, he wrote this book called the 12 stages of healing. And there are other models of the sort of healing journey. Uh, but this is the one that I'm kind of familiar with and the one that I tend to reference in my work. 
Um, and the, the sort of part of the healing journey that I want to talk about, the sort of subsection of the journey that I want to talk about and give some examples about is this stage where it's a few stages. In this book, it's stage six, seven, and eight. Uh, it's this place where things start to build in our lives. Pressure starts to build because life is always shoving us through these stages. Life is always shoving us through, uh, in a way, shoving us through these stages. Uh, so what I want to talk about is this place where stuff starts to build. Tension starts to build. Uh, we're getting ready. Um, because, uh, yeah, if, if there's enough resources freed up, if there's enough of the, the, the energy that, that's bound up in tension in our system, uh, in the survival patterns that we've created in our bodies, physically, emotionally, mentally, if that energy, uh, if there's enough, if we freed up enough of that energy, that energy sort of like gets to, it becomes a sort of like wave that we can surf as opposed to something that's sort of overwhelming us, it becomes a wave that we can surf and that wave will sort of carry us towards our evolution, towards our spiritual, our, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual growth. Um, and so if we freed up enough of those resources, this wave starts to kind of like rise and it starts to kind of put pressure on us. Uh, it starts to build and, um, if there's enough resources freed up, if we have enough presence to stay present with the process, it will, will sort of unhook from our old, uh, way of being and we'll enter this sort of wormhole where something sort of like bigger takes control and takes us through this process and sort of like sequences through a thing. And on the other side of that thing, we've let go of tension. We've reorganized a survival pattern in us. We have, um, uh, discharged, uh, our relationship to energy that sort of not serving our authentic selves anymore. And we have a new connection, new relationship to our authentic self on the other side of that. But it sort of requires that we sort of give up control and let this thing take us. Um, and usually on the other side of that, if it's sort of complete, we're always glad we did. There's kind of some trepidation leading up to it. I don't know what's on the other side of this. But I know, you know, that I know this is the point of the process where I usually bail, but it seems like life is going to keep bringing me back here. And so I don't know exactly know what's on the other side of this, but the fear of what's on the other side, uh, is less than the disgust I have with sort of like doing the old thing, the same old thing in my life. And so we let this thing take us. And so there are examples of that that show up at different stages, different parts of our daily lives. Um, if you eat some bad chicken and uh, you start to get sick, nausea starts to build. That energy starts to build. It's this process trying to sequence itself through. And we're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But if we stay with it, we stay present with it, uh, actually go towards it. Uh, you know, we do what we got to do. Maybe you have to stick your fingers down your throat or something to make a gag. And then you throw up. And you discharge this bad chicken, the poison from your body, you know? And it's like, oh, afterwards, it's like, oh my God, thank God I did that. You know, I, I went through that process and there's this emptiness and space and peace and ease on the other side. Uh, the pressure that builds in your bowels before you take a big poop and the, you know, going and letting that happen and 
the discharge and the, the ease that happens on the other side of that. You know, sometimes, sorry to be so graphic, but taking a big poop is like, you know, can be one of the best things there is. Um, um, you know, again, the pressure that builds in your bladder before you urinate. Uh, orgasm is a version of that. Pressure builds and builds and builds, and then there's this orgasm, and, you know, uh, the after effect is a, can be a pretty, uh, spiritual, you know, even spiritual sort of emptiness on the other side of that. Uh, giving birth, the, the labor pains that build before we give, before a woman gives birth, you know, there's a way in which if the, any women who've had children, uh, maybe know that, uh, and can relate with the fact that you just kind of like, there's this huge, you know, this huge process, this massive, energetic process is happening and you kind of just got to like get out of the way. If we try to control the experience, it messes it up or can mess it up, but you kind of, there's a way in which you kind of just got to like step out of the way and let this sort of bigger thing take us. What are some other examples of that? Uh, fever, um, laughing, crying that happens at different points in the healing journey and even anger, expressing anger, um, uh, again, fever, diarrhea, uh, these are all sort of, you know, versions. Like you might all of a sudden decide, gosh, I just, I'm tired of my car. It's so dirty. I'm just going to clean my car. Uh, um, you know, your car, I had a friend mention, you know, they were, their car was getting old and his wife got in an accident and like their car was totaled. She wasn't hurt. Their car was totaled. It was like, okay, well, we got to get a new car. That worked out kind of well. Uh, insurance paid for it and now we got to get a new car. Um, uh, you, you just decide you need to clean your desk, you know, and the, and the sort of peace or you end a relationship like the, Oh, I have to have this conversation. It doesn't seem like it's working out and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do this, but then we do it and we have the conversation. It's like, uh, you know, um, it's time to end this relationship and there can be some grief and sadness, of course, emptiness as a result of that loneliness that we have to feel, but, um, you know, on another level, it can feel really good to sort of like to make that, to let that sort of natural thing sort of sequence itself through. So those are all, um, examples of, of this sort of stage of the process where things build and build and build. And if there's enough resources and enough presence built up, it sort of takes us, takes control. We hand control over to something else and there's this discharge and resolution. And on the other side of that is sort of like some space, new space and emptiness and peace. And, um, uh, yeah, and a greater connection to our authentic selves. Um, it makes me think of, oh, it makes me think of if you're into movies at all, uh, <clears throat> this, uh, I like, science fiction movies especially, but Jodie Foster was in the movie Contact and in the movie Contact, uh, you know, they get this message from outer space from some other planet. And in that message is the blueprint for some sort of device. And they build this device and they try to make it work. And it kind of goes awry because it goes awry because they tried to control the, they didn't build it to the specs. They put certain things in it, um, that weren't in the plans as sort of safety measures. And it turns out those safety measures, they tried to control the experience 
and it did, they tried to control it and it didn't work out. So they built another one and, uh, this one they asked Jodie Foster to go. And so they put her in this capsule and these things are sort of like spinning and spinning and sort of like building up energy and the energy's building and building and building and everything's shaking and it's just like getting so intense, you know, so intense. Uh, and that's usually, that's the way this day, this beginning part of the process always is. There's this building, 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 and we sort of like, it has to build beyond the point where we think, it's like, I'm ready already, like this is enough building up, but it has to build up, it has to build up beyond the point where we think we're actually, we're really ready. Uh, because there's a way in which we have to actually give up control to something larger than ourselves, and in order for that to happen, we really have to, really has to build. We really have to be ready. Uh, and so in that movie, like it builds and builds and builds and the thing's shaking and shaking and she's saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then they drop it into the, you know, into this mass of, of energy. And instantly she's sort of like, uh, you know, flying through a, a wormhole of sorts. She's flying through space in a wormhole and this wormhole sort of like takes her to some other planet and she has this major sort of like spiritual experience. She meets, uh, she talks to her dad, uh, on the other, her dad who has passed away. And so, and she has a sort of like, she was a scientist, you know, really linear sort of mechanistic thinker. And then she had this experience, which really like scrambled, you know, of course, scrambled things for her, scrambled her life in a certain way. That was a theme of the, that was a theme of the movie is that, uh, she was sort of like rejecting spiritual things as a scientist, but then she had, as a scientist, she had this experience and had a major sort of like spiritual awakening as a result. And just like that, this, um, part of the healing journey that I'm talking about is a sort of balance point between, uh, two different parts of the journey between the part, the uphill part, the part where we're kind of like, we're struggling and we don't know how things are working and, um, struggling to make things happen and we're suffering and sort of like building momentum towards like reclaiming our power and feeling stuck and reclaiming our power and, uh, sort of merging with parts of a, uh, merging with the dark, uh, shadow parts of ourselves. Uh, and then we get to this place where all of that energy that we've freed up in that process starts to kind of like nudge us towards our awakening. There's some momentum building and it's building and building, building. And then once, if we've freed up enough resources, if we have enough presence available to us, to stay present with the process, this larger thing sort of takes charge and we sort of sequences through and we end up on the other side, which is this place of emptiness and possibility. Um, so, uh, one of my, uh, I want to talk about my client, uh, an example of how that showed up in her life. But, um, so she had been, um, you know, she was saying to me, she'd done a lot of this work. She'd connected with a lot of her sort of like dark stuff and, and, you know, been stuck and sort of starting to reclaim her power. And this thing started to build. It's during the holidays. And she was like, you know, I just, I don't want to go home and hang out with my family. Her, there'd been some abuse, uh, in her, in her life, um, 
her father had abused her in some way. And so, and, and then it kind of went unacknowledged, you know, so there was like a lot of baggage and she always had to, especially during the holidays, kind of had to always act nicey nicey when there's all this like unacknowledged crap, you know, in the background. And so she kind of like was getting to a place where she's like, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to pretend that everything's okay. You know, and I want to sort of like stay away from these people. I want to stay away from something that's just really not serving me. Uh, that's not serving who I'm, who I'm becoming. And she was sort of starting to sort of like make that stance. And she was also talking about, oh, I don't know. She was talking about a, uh, a neighbor of hers and he, he was uh, maybe an alcoholic and he was kind of always disheveled and he would be smoking. And when she'd run into him and, uh, you know, just kind of this like creepy, uh, vibe. And, um, she, uh, decided that she was gonna clean and she was gonna reorganize her apartment, uh, move some furniture and stuff. So she got rid of this old bookshelf that she really wasn't using and it kind of created this space. And she put a beautiful sort of uh, picture that really on that space, on that wall that really meant something to her, you know, that kind of helped c connect her to the person that she was becoming. It was kind of an anchor for who she was becoming. And so this is a, a version of that sort of stage six, seven, and eight, that process of building and discharge and resolution uh, that that's happening. And then um, this guy who lived above her, this creepy guy, uh, he moved out. And, uh, sure enough, she got a chance to sort of like see his apartment while they were cleaning it out. And it was one of these situations where they like had hazmat suits on or something, you know, and there was just like dog poop, like caked on this, you know, on the carpet. And so I could just imagine, you know, there was just a lot of dark, heavy, stuck, you know, energy coming from this apartment and this guy. And suddenly, you know, that was gone. There was all this space in her life. And, um, uh, part of what's normal when this space happens is we can feel some loneliness. There can be some sort of, um, you know, something was containing or something was occupying the space and now that's gone. And we were used to that. And there can be some grieving of that, of that old relationship. And we can feel sort of like lonely. And so she was sort of, uh, telling me about how she was feeling lonely and, you know, she wasn't gonna go, see her family and, um, you know, she wanted to be able to talk with people about the things that she and I talk about, about these spiritual, uh, sort of awakening that she was experiencing and these changes that were happening in her life. And she wanted to have some people, some friends or whatever that she could talk to about that. Um, and you know, sure enough, she, you know, I said, well, be on the, be on the lookout. Like you're at a certain stage, this place of emptiness is a place of possibility. And you're at a certain stage where if that's what you really want, you know, look for it, see if you can find it out there. And sure enough, uh, she ran into another neighbor of hers who had, who had just came through some pretty harrowing, um, illness of some sort. And, you know, he's was changed as a result of that. And they sort of really connected on, on these, uh, on a sort of spiritual level and, you know, found someone that she was able to, uh, talk to, uh, about such things. So, um, yeah, that's an example of how this process can sort of show up in people's lives. You know, someone might say, 
in the world of manifesting or in the law of attraction or whatever. Someone might say, like, I want to make $250,000 a year, or I want to meet the man of my dreams, or I want to meet the woman of my dreams. And if we really desire that, like, I think life will start the process of making that happen. But the thing is, is that we have to become someone else in the process. And uh, life will start giving us the things that we need to feel, to sort of become that, become that person. And that might take, it might take 10 years, you know, uh, and there are certain, uh, rhythms along the way that, again, there's a, a timing involved. There are going to be parts of that process where we're going to have to look more closely at our stuff. And if we're trying to, uh, not look more closely at our stuff, you know, if we're trying to, um, yeah, if we're trying to find, find that person that we're looking for when that's not the part of the journey that we're on, then it's not going to work out well. It's just going to cause us lots of frustration. And we're going to think that life is, you know, not on our side. And, um, so there's a timing to the process, but I think we can trust that life has our best interest in mind. And then if we really desire something, it will start moving in the direction of, of giving that to us. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, there, I mentioned a, uh, PDF. There's a, a PDF, uh, that I've created that sort of outlines this sort of stage seven. That's, uh, this part of the process, especially the stage seven part that's sort of based on this, uh, model created by Donald Epstein and also another teacher of mine, Shin Zen Young. There's some stuff about that in there. Uh, but I'll put that in the, uh, description of this video and that you might find that useful or interesting. And, uh, yeah. Um, Merry Christmas and uh, happy new year coming up here. And if you like this video, please give me a thumbs up, please subscribe to my channel and share this with someone you think might be uh, interested on social media. I'd appreciate that greatly. And I, I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.